show um first and foremost i got to apologize uh for last night's episode that i did um and you know when i published it and play it back it seems to me that you know half of it was missing and you know i couldn't i couldn't play my outro my outro music to end the program. So, you know, an hour, you know, doing a show, you know, I ended up um, deleting last night's episode. But um, we can certainly do a recap this morning on that show. And it was about um, will Ontario's reopening plan um, prevent a fourth COVID-19 wave? Now, our reopening plans here here across uh, on, Ontario um, have not been working that well. You know, last year when we did the reopening plan, we did a we did a a, a three stage reopening plan. And um, it didn't work. And then we went into the the color the color codes of reopening. So different re- regions would open at different times because they had, you know, less case counts. That didn't work. Now here we are back into the three phase reopening plans for Ontario, but now we have vaccines and will that help scave off a fourth wave? Now our numbers have come down considerably um, in the last six weeks, you know, from case counts of 5,000 a day, you know, now around 1200 and the government here in Ontario saying that June 2nd you know was to be the the uh the end date for the um lockdown stay at home orders 
to be ended. But now with this reopening plan that they come up with this three stage reopening plan, that's not gonna start until June the 14th. So it seems to me that the stay at home orders and the shutdowns are gonna be extended without saying that they're gonna be extended. They want to hit, they want to hit this threshold of 60% of, of uh, Ontarians being vaccinated and we've and, and we've gone over 65%. For any retail stores to be opened, it's not going to be until June 14th. Now, last weekend or like the like so last weekend was our, our um, official long weekend, first official long weekend, um, you know, to start off the, to start off the summer. So um, that Thursday before last weekend, um, Doug Ford opened up all the outdoor amenities, the golf courses, the basketball courts, the tennis courts, the soccer fields, splash pads for kids, you know, where, you know, he was talking about, you know, with the golfing that, you know, you're saying, well, golfing wasn't the problem. He says mobility was the problem. And then he has a change of heart before the long weekend. It opens up these other outdoor um, amenities. Now, with these with these three stage um, reopening plan, you know, which Ontario, like I said, we've been at a stay at home order since April the eighth. You know, and under the order, all non-essential retailers closed in-person shopping, in-person dining was prohibited, and gyms and personal care services were shuttered. Residents were told not to leave their place of residence except for essential reasons, such as work, trips to the grocery store and pharmacies and other health care reasons. And then that was, you know, <clears throat> last Thursdays when he, when he came up with this three-step plan to gradually ease the entire province out of lockdown. So the plan would, would uh, prioritize, you know, opening of outdoor activities and outdoor dining while allowing, while allowing non-essential business to reopen with strict capacity limits. Now, with this first move, around June 14th, then they'll wait another 21 days before opening up any other sectors. With the, um, with the step one, 60% of adults or just over 8.7 million people in Ontario need to have received the first dose of the vaccine. Well, we've hit that already. 
like 65%. You know, we have 16 million people living in Ontario. So half the province has, has been vaccinated with the first dose. And now including ages 12 and up, you know, 57.6% of people age 12 and up have received the first shot. And they want to have that achieved, you know, 60%, um, the dose um, coverage in adults age 18 and up, which we have done. Now with this step one beginning, you know, two weeks as of the other day, you know, the reopening plan takes the key indicators such as hospitalization, intensive care unit capacity, daily case counts and positivity rates into account. You know, however, no precise thresholds have been provided. I don't know why they haven't done that yet. Now, Doug Ford, I don't know. I mean, he's, to me, he, he just sneaks this in when it comes to June 2nd being the end date. Well, really June 2nd isn't the end date. June 14th will be the end date of the stay at home orders. In the, in the lockdowns. You know, hair salons and other places to get your hair cut or whatever you got to do, that isn't going to be until the second phase. And that's not until like July. Now, when it came to these small businesses, when it came to contact tracing, They, you know, the small business had a better handle on it than the big box stores and the Walmarts. Big chain stores or the grocery stores. They didn't have no, they have no contact tracing. None of those places do. You enter, you enter a big box store or a big Walmart a big grocery store, you enter at your own risk. It was like anything else, you enter, you enter at your own risk. But these small businesses were doing contact tracing. Even the bars and restaurants were doing this. Now they're talking about outdoor dining, sitting on the patios. Well, he's going to still hold off on that until June the 14th, that people will be able to go outside and sit on the patios and have a beverage. And how are we going to compare to, to other provinces, you know, because other provinces, you know, BC and Alberta and stuff like that, they're going with a three, a three plan step. Alberta's going with a four plan step. You know, tonight, um, you know, with the playoffs going on, um, 
here across Canada. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they'll be playing in Montreal, Quebec, which uh, uh, Quebec borders Ontario. They're going to have 2,500 people in the stands. It was the first time in over a year that they're going to have people in the stands to watch a sporting event. And I'm sure it's going to go well. I mean, hockey arenas hold 18,000 18, people. We're going to have 2,500 people in tonight's hockey game. But that's obviously the different province and their their reopening plans are different than here in Ontario just like other provinces you know um, across Canada I think Doug Ford should have been more clear when it came to this reopening plan this this three-step reopening plan when he already said June 2nd was the end date for the for the lockdown stay at home orders. <clears throat> and then using this three step plan. You know. Without saying that the or that the orders were going to end on June 2nd. To me, I guess they're not. Now, when it comes to, you know, um, our schools here across Ontario, there's been a lot of chatter going on from healthcare professionals, from the premier. When is it safe to open up in class learning? Now, this is the last weekend of May. And the, and the kids are still doing online learning. Premier Doug Ford has sent letters out to the school boards, to the healthcare professionals, asking for feedback on what they think of when schools can start to have back to in-class learning. Now, generally, school goes uh, to the end of June. So here we are in the last weekend of May. The 1st of June is on Tuesday. Doug Ford said on Friday that he wants to, you know, take a couple more days to think about whether or not he is going to allow um, in-class learning. Now, from the from the Ontario top doctors and the Toronto area public health units are saying that they're prepared to have children return to the classroom. Now, they've been out of class since April. And one in four schools across Ontario had 
an outbreak of COVID-19. The Ontario's top public health officials say that he believes that the schools can uh, be reopened safely and has received feedback from the Greater Toronto and Hamilton areas public units indicating that they are prepared to have children return to the classroom as soon as next week. Well, what are we going to give the teachers and, and the parents and, and the school boards that notice? Is it going to be like a last minute notice and everything's going to be, you know, a big scramble? Are they going to be able to, because they said, oh, no, you know what, in, in, in class learning is safe. Again, you know, they were the first ones to open, the last ones to close. So why is that? And they say, you know, it, it, it's um, a low risk now that people are being vaccinated, but do we have all of our teachers vaccinated? Every single teacher across this province, whether whether uh, the high school teachers, public school teachers, are they all vaccinated? They have got their first shot. You know, that gives you some protection, doesn't fully protect you, but they have some protection. Is that gonna be enough? Because every time they open up the schools, they end up being shuttered again. Now, you know, with the schools that have been closed for in-person learning since since April, you know, but with the with the province planning to enter this first phase of its reopening plan on June the 14th in the academic year nearing at, at, at its end, the calls to allow students to return to the classroom for at least a few weeks of in-person instructions are even growing louder. I mean, maybe they'll get there just in time to clean out their, their lockers and, and clean out their desks, and that'll be the end of it. Now, our chief medical officer, Dr. Williams, he has previously uh, suggested that in-person learning could resume on a regional basis, given the disparity in the COVID-19 case counts between different communities. So saying that is that, okay, maybe Toronto, Brantford, Mississauga, York regions, because these, these are the hardest hit areas, maybe they won't have in-class learning. Maybe Hamilton down the highway will. Maybe regions to the east of Toronto will have in class and come back to the west here by London. Maybe they'll have in class. But it's either going to be regional or fully open or not at all. And this is where they got to make up their mind. Now, Dr. Williams is saying that he said that all of the medical offers of the health in the greater Toronto and Hamilton areas have indicated to him 
that they are prepared to have their schools open and will have the necessary case and contact management resources in place to support the safe reopening. Well, where was that on the other reopenings? You get the teachers unions out there and, you know, they're just giving the government a black eye. You know, saying the schools were safe to reopen and in fact, you know, at the time they probably should not have been reopened. We have thousands and thousands of students here in Ontario, thousands of them. And to have one in four schools infected with COVID-19, something wasn't working. And why didn't have why did they not have this necessary case and contact management resources in place in the first place? Dr. Williams goes on to say. Um, we closed, um, pre preempt because we knew the schools, you know, were safe and, and, and there wasn't any ongoing transmissions with the, with, within the schools. Well, that's wrong because there was, you know, and with the overwhelming increase of the community numbers that rose up rapidly in, in, in the third wave, we could not guarantee with our public health monitoring at the time to ensure that the parents ensure the parents, uh, you know, for their safety. It wasn't the community. Yes, it was community spread as well. Workplace spread as well. Right. So school is a workplace. It's a workplace for teachers, learning place for children and high school kids, university college. If there wasn't a problem, you know, that, that they knew that the schools were safe and there wasn't any ongoing transmissions within the schools, well, why did you close them then? You closed them because one in four schools had the transmission of COVID-19. That's why you closed them. We even had schools here in the city of London where I live all across this province. Schools had outbreaks. Now, when we're talking about in this third wave, you know, they said we could not guarantee within our public health monitoring at the time to assure the parents of their safety. Well, why couldn't you have? You opened up the damn schools. Only to shut them down again. Open up, close, open up, close, open up, close. This is all we've seen. Now, Dr. Williams has been outspoken about his desires to reopen up the schools in recent days, but our Premier Doug Ford has yet to commit to doing so before the end of the academic year. And like I said, June 1st is on Tuesday. Is he going to come out Monday and say schools can open up Tuesday? What kind of timeline is he going to give everybody? 
you know, with Doug Ford, you know, sending out uh, letters to dozens of medical experts and, and the handful of educational sector unions asking them for their input. And he says that as Governor understands the mental health, academic, and other challenges some students have faced with this at, at, um, at, at home learning, and what a wash this has been for these kids. Have to do this at home. It's been nothing but it's been nothing but a disaster. You know, with the challenges uh, some students have faced with the at-home learning, particularly those from low-income, racialized, and high-needs neighborhoods. But at the same time, he said that the government is expecting new modeling this week, which would suggest a return to the classroom could result in cases counts rising between 2,000 and 4,000 a day by the end of July. And this is what we do not want. So if Doug Ford is expecting this new modeling this week, if we were to open up these schools that we could see between 2,000 and 4,000 cases a day by July, then why would we do it? Why would we even bother? And we're, if we're gonna start seeing cases like that because we opened up the schools, Now what's going to happen in July when you start to see 2,000 and when you start to see 3,000 cases in June? It doesn't take a month for people to show symptoms, ladies and gentlemen. It's two to five days. And up to 10 days. So what's that going to happen for July? I mean, we're just going to go back into lockdown in July, if that were the case, because that's what would happen. And all this reopening plans would just be all for naught. Now you have the Ontario Science Advisory table has previously suggested that the reopening schools would only result in a, a manageable um, six to 11% increase in case counts. Well, why would you even want a 6% to 11% increase in case counts? Why would you even want that? Right now, because the schools are closed, you have 0%. So why would you even, even, I can't even famine that they, you know, even if we opened up up the schools that we that the um would only result in a manageable six to eleven percent. Well, in recent weeks there has been a wide range of advice on 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 commentary around the reopening of schools in Ontario. There's a census in some quarters on how, when, and whether schools should reopen and and um, diverse and conflicting views and others where Ford writes the letter, keeping children safe is our foremost consideration, which is why as experts in health, public and in the education, you're seeking your perspective. Well, they're telling you that it would be a six to 11% increase in cases. 
Schools were sources for more outbreaks. Schools were sources of more outbreaks than any workplace in April. And earlier in the spring, our education minister, uh, Stephen Lessie, repeatedly contended that schools were safe and not a, a significant source of COVID-19 transmissions, and he was wrong. Because he didn't open up the school after the spring break, oh, which, by the way, got pushed to April instead of March. Because they didn't want any traveling going on, so that's why they pushed it till April. And then only closed the schools down again. But the educational minister says that it was safe and not a significant source of COVID-19 transmission when in fact, again, one in four schools across Ontario had, had um, a large enough infection rate that they shuttered the schools once again. And they have been closed since April the 9th. And this is now the end of May. Now, Ford, however, says in his letter that schools were actually the, the source of more outbreaks than the workplaces. He also suggests that only 41% of Ontario teachers and educator workers have received a COVID-19 vaccine compared to the 60% of the general population, something he calls concerning. So why are the teachers only at a 41% rate of getting their first dose? So only for not even half of all the teachers here in Ontario has, has received their first dose. And they're talking about reopening up the schools. Now, it should be noted that while Ford has so far refused to comment to reopening schools, a number of top children's hospitals, including sick kids, have repeatedly advocated for a return to the classroom. But we only have 41% of Ontario teachers and education workers vaccinated. That doesn't even make sense to me. And we have a group of dozen doctors also released a letter on Tuesday warning that the prolonged closure of schools has, has the cusp on the gener on uh, the uh, generated um, population kids catastrophic. The longer this goes on, the more harm, the more isolation, and the more anxiety there will be for children. And they're seeing this and it's tough. These are the seven questions included in Ford's letter. Is the reopening of schools for in-person learning safe for students? Is the reopening of schools for in-person learning safe for education staff? Well, you only got 41% of them vaccinated. 
There's a growing number of cases in Ontario of the variant first identified in India, the B1617. Does the mutation pose an increased risk to students and educator workers? The modeling from the Ontario Science Table has suggested that reopening schools would lead to an increase in cases in the province of Ontario. Is this acceptable and safe? They said 11 6, uh, 6% to 11% increase. Should the teachers be fully vaccinated before resuming in-class lessons? And if not, is one dose sufficient? Well, they say that, you know, one dose isn't bulletproof, two doses is not bulletproof. It's like the flu shot, ladies and gentlemen. It's not bulletproof. Yeah, it's 95, what is it, 90, 97, 98% effective? The Pfizer is 95% for COVID-19? It's not bulletproof. You can still get COVID-19 with, 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 the, with the vaccines. You can still get the flu with the vaccine. Other countries are warning mutations, including the B1617 variants. Um, 45 are putting children at much greater risk and are shutting schools down. Is this concern not shared by medical experts in Ontario? Well, it doesn't sound like that it is shared. School teachers be fully vaccinated before resuming in-class lessons, they should be. And under the Ontario reopening plan, indoor gatherings won't commence until July. Should indoor school instructions resume before then? I mean, is this gonna be another, another mistake with the government and the healthcare professionals? You know, because the, the, the educational minister, Lisi, always said the schools are safe. This is why they're open. Oh, it's safe. Then he had a back paddle and closed the schools. Why was that? Educational minister, Lisi, why is that? Why was that? The school should be the first to close and the last ones to open. They should be the first to open and they should not be opening up for the remaining of this school year. We'll wait till September. You only have 41% of the teachers and, and other um, employees of the educational system vaccinated with one dose. I don't want to see another disaster. I don't want to see another fourth wave. 
And if by opening up the schools and by the end of July, or even the middle of July, we start to see 2,000 to 4,000 cases a day, that means that you, you know, with 4,000 cases a day, we'd be going back down to lockdown, stay at home orders again. You know, sometimes ladies and gentlemen, you know, with like governments, doesn't matter where you live, you know, sometimes, you know, they're wrong. And why would anybody suggest even, even at, at 11, uh, 6% or 11% infection rates in the schools, why would you even allow that? Why would these healthcare professionals even allow a 6% or 11% increase in cases in schools by opening up the schools right now? Why would they even allow that? And they say that's manageable. And that would result um, in, in case rising to between 2,000 to 4,000 a day by the end of July. I'm not a healthcare professional, ladies and gentlemen, but why would you even allow 1%? Why would you allow 2%? Never mind 6 and 11%. Yeah, we'll just have 11%, 12% outbreaks in our workplaces. Yeah, it's okay. It's manageable when in fact it's not manageable. Now, I don't know what our top doctor here or medical, our medical doctor here in London, Ontario, um, weighs in on anything like that, but you know, when it comes to reopening up of our of our schools and keeping our children safe and keeping staff safe, you know, they couldn't manage it before. And you only have 41% of all teachers and staff vaccinated with one dose. You know, I hate to see, you know, if they opened up the schools, I would really hate to see it backfire. I really would. Yes, we want to get the kids in school. Yes, it's important for the kids to be taught in class. But at what risk? But at what risk level are they willing to take? Why don't they just make this COVID-19 vaccine like any other vaccine that, you know, kids get, you know, prior going to school and while they're going to school, mandatory to be vaccinated with the COVID-19 shots because they're man because they're mandatory with other vaccines. It's great that 12 year olds and up can now get the shot. That's fabulous. Now, the top doctor in, in, in Toronto, um, 
she responds to Ford's letter regarding reopening up the schools. Now, so the, the top health officer of health in Toronto to the premier's letter on the potential reopening of the schools, saying the Toronto Public Health um, supports reopening in-person learning before other restrictions are lifted. She also said in a statement issued on Friday that the um, Toronto Public Health participated in a study with sick kids, which showed there are you there are usually multiple strains of COVID nineteen in school populations. This suggests that students and staff who had COVID nineteen in the school setting most often acquired their infections in the community. She said in the statement, well, where were, what were they doing in the community? Breaking the rules, bad luck. You know, wrong place, wrong time, you got infected. Because they know how this spreads. Someone goes somewhere, does something. And even before they show symptoms, they're infected. And then they go to their, their, their school to teach and infect others. And then they start showing symptoms themselves. She suggests that the students and staff, sorry. She says that the studies have shown transmission risk appears to be low where there are comprehensive COVID-19 measures in place. Well, where was the comprehensive measures in place? before they decide to close down the schools again. Apparently none, or they would have kept the schools open. Now, it has been established that school-aged children have suffered from the suspension in-person learning despite the necessity of the, of the course of action. She also notes here that infection rates in the school population reflect in, in, in infection rates in the general population, suggesting a return to in-person learning must be measured against the current levels of infections in the province, including infections stemming from variants of concern. Are the other doctors not taking this into consideration? Now, this doctor and her counterparts in the Peel region, other doctors ordered schools to close in April due to the soaring cases days ahead of the province-wide decision to move classes online. Now, Premier Doug Ford, you know, he does realize that this decision takes time and is encouraging everyone involved to, to vet through science data before reaching a conclusion. 
And in this letter, no one wants to see our schools reopen safely more than he does. Adding that while his government understands the benefits of having kids in return to class, it can only be done based on sound scientific advice. Wow. Doug Ford coming out with a statement like that. When his own science table and, and other doctors and top doctors around, around the province, around the country saying out safe outdoor activities are safe, but oh, God forbid that we could go golfing. It wasn't the golf wasn't the problem. It was the mobility was the problem. According to Doug Ford's buddies. You pick up one friend, you pick up two friends, and you pick up the third friend, and then you go play around the golf, and then you go and have some pops. That was just nothing but a crock of shit. But now he's going to really take into consideration and, and listen to the science, scientific data before reaching his conclusion on whether he's going to open the schools or not. And our medical doctor, David Williams, said he would like to see schools resume in-person learning before the province answers the first step as its reopening plan in mid-June. Well, like I said, June 1st is on Tuesday. Are you going to announce that Monday the schools can open? I mean, time's ticking here. The clock is ticking. Now, Dr. Williams says he has heard from many public health agencies, including those in the hard hit Toronto areas um, who want to see the schools uh, reopen. But Ford, who has been accused of um, abdicating responsibility on the matter, said Friday that he doesn't want to rely solely on the advice of Dr. Williams, but he goes on advice of his, of his buddies on this golfing and these safe outdoor activities. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, here in London, Ontario, Canada. So I was out here this morning talking about um, how our, our three plan, our three-step reopening plan um, is gonna uh, compare uh, with the rest of, uh, of, of the province of Ontario here in Canada and also discussing whether schools should reopen for the remainder of the school year. They haven't got anything concrete yet. You know, our premier of Ontario has been talking to um, the top doctors here across the province, whether classes should, um, reopen or not and they're talking about should they um, open before phase one starts on June the 14th now if that's going to be the case then they need to get on it and they need to get it on now and not just do a last minute say coming say coming Monday you know, Premier Doug Ford comes out and said, oh yeah, schools can open on Tuesday. That's not enough time for anybody to get prepared. Not enough time at all. So if they open it on, let's say the 8th of June, 
that only gives that that's only 20 days of in-class learning. I mean, you know, Premier Doug Ford didn't even want to open up the safe outdoor amenities. He did last weekend. Last weekend was a holiday weekend here, here across Canada. That he decided, oh, we're going to open up the golf courses. We're going to open up the tennis courts. We're going to open up the soccer fields, baseball diamonds, basketball courts, skateboard parks, splash pads for kids. Because it was a great weather. It was a great weekend last weekend, weather-wise. But with this school reopening and, the, and you know, even, you know, the top doctors are saying 6% and 11% infection rate is manageable, which can, can account for anywhere from 2,000 to 4,000 cases a month where we have struggled for the last six weeks of getting these case counts down so we can start a reopening plan. We go from 5,000 cases a day down six weeks later to around 1200 a day. And yet this 6% and 11% infection rates in our schools could jump this up by mid July of over 2000 to 4000 cases a day, which then that would be the second phase of reopening and what's going to happen then we have to go back down to shutdown again. Because if that were to happen, the summer here in Ontario would be no summer here in Ontario. So we're going to weigh the risks on getting kids back into school or we, you know, to, to reopening the economy. And they only have 41% of teachers and staff with a single shot vaccination. Not even half of them have been vaccinated for some sort of protection. What I could see coming out of this, if they were to do this and open up the schools for the remainder of the month of June, it would be nothing but a disaster. It would be just like it was when even when the educational minister here in Ontario says, oh, no, the schools are safe. We're going to keep the schools open and the only to shutter their doors back on April the 9th. Educational workers weren't even getting vaccinated at the time. And now 12 year olds and up can get a, can get a first shot. And yet you only have 41% of the teachers and staff with one single shot of the, of the vaccine. And for what, for, to open up the school for 20 days. I mean, what risk are we going to take here? The educational minister got it wrong. And you only have four, like I said, I mean, 41%, 41% of staff and educational workers um, vaccinated with one shot.
you know, we had, we did have a pretty good summer last year. Um, obviously they want this to be a much better summer, you know, because, you know, our stay at our stay at home orders in our, in our shutdowns, you know, the end date's supposed to be June the 2nd, but with this three phase reopening plan, nothing of nothing's going to start until June the 14th. So that June 2nd end date is now a void. So we're going to stay in the stay-at-home order and and shutdowns and start the the reopening phase on June the fourteenth. For other services, you know your your um, uh, outdoor patios to be able to sit on an outdoor patio not till June the fourteenth. Other non-essential services, such as your your um, your barber shop or your hair salon or whatever the, whatever they want to call it, that doesn't start until phase two. That doesn't start until July. Now, if they're going to open up the schools and they're talking about a six percent to eleven percent increase in cases of COVID nineteen, that means by July, we would start seeing, or the middle of July, we would start seeing two to two to four thousand cases per day again. Nobody wants that. Because we start seeing those numbers again, up in the three thousand to four thousand cases a day, we'd be right back to the lockdown. I can't even get it past me. I cannot get this past me that why now would they be talking about reopening up the schools at the end of May with only 41% of the staff and teachers vaccinated with one shot and risk that 6% to 11% infection rate that could lead to another lockdown and shutdown by mid-July. Why would they even, even think about it? You've gone this far, they've gone this far since April the 9th to the end of May with in-home learning. The third wave here in Ontario and even other parts of Canada was far worse than the first and second wave. You know, you know, here in Ontario, we're the population of 16 million people, the most populated province in this country. You know, and as of Friday, yesterday, 528,453 cases of COVID-19 in the province. The most anywhere in Canada. I get it. 
you know, it's been tough on, on parents. It's been tough on kids. It's been, you know, um, our, our mental health and uh, the, ch the children's mental health, you know, um, socializing, um, you know, getting that instruction class, you know, um, uh, from the teacher, you know, instead of, you know, trying to do it online and, and stuff like that. But we've come all this way that could potentially reverse it in the middle of July. Why would we risk this? You know, Premier Doug Ford is not making any announcements as of yet whether or not he's going to open up the schools for in-class learning. He said he wanted to take a couple more days to think about it. Because I'll tell you something, if this were to happen, let me just say this hypothetically, if this were to happen, and because, you know, uh, uh, one in four schools across this province had an outbreak of COVID-19 before the lockdown of the schools, before this third wave and before this third initial shutdown, stay-at-home orders. And what's going to happen, like I said, let's just do this hypothetically. So they open up the schools... 41% of the teachers and staff have only been vaccinated. I don't know what people do on their on their time. I don't know what where they go, who they hang out with, you know, teachers and, and everybody. I don't know where they go and do and do whatever, you know, community spread virus. So they open up the schools, they finish off the school year in class learning. A couple of weeks later. This is when you're going to start seeing cases coming out. Now, it could be relatively really low. Or it could go in the other direction, like I said, and like they're talking about here. 6% to 11% that could, could uh, you know, at the 11%, it could result in over 2,000 cases a day again, or even higher. And that would just set the province backwards again. And then who are we going to blame for that? Are we going to blame Premier Doug Ford because he went along with the with with the with the uh, with the top health officials? Are we going to blame the top health officials because they got it wrong? I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know. I don't know what they're trying to fix here. If it's not broken, don't fix it. You know, we have been in, in you know, in the world has been in this pandemic for well over a year. 
We've been through three lockdowns and stay-at-home orders in this province, and people are fed up. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. We're out here talking to whether or not schools here in Ontario, Canada should reopen to in-class learning and giving to what the doctors and the top doctors are saying and the educational ministers, uh, the Board of Education, our Premier of Ontario. Everybody's getting their hands into this mess. Even the hardest hit areas here in the province, the greater Toronto area, would like to see the uh, um, schools reopen to in-learning for the remaining of the school year. But no decisions have come on this. We're just talking back and forth, sending letters back and forth. Nobody coming up with any concrete answers. Throwing some numbers around, like 6% and 11% infection rate if we do open up in, in class learning. But right now with all the schools closed, there's no infections in the schools. So why don't we keep it that way? You know, with, 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 our, with our small business people, the non-essential businesses, you know, they've been shuttered for a long time now. You know, especially in the greater Toronto area, they have been in the stay-at-home orders and the lockdown since November 2020. The greater Toronto area, Brampton, Mississauga, the city of Toronto, York regions, have been in the stay-at-home or in lockdowns since November 2020. This is May, the end of May 2021. And all the restaurants and bars and all those areas have not been able to open. Other sectors around Ontario they had a short stint of it until April the 9th when the government turned around and came out with the emergency orders once again to shutter the doors of all non-essential businesses. And yet if you get 11% increase in cases from reopening our schools, and that could only backfire and that with, with your three stage opening that they're going to do here in Ontario could, could not, would not happen. In six weeks, we have gone from 5,000 cases per day down to around 1,200. With the vaccines rolling out, the stay at home orders in the lockdown. That's how much we have dropped in the six weeks. 
Why are we going to risk it all over again? People here across Canada and, and all around the world, I mean, we've been we've been longing to be post-pandemic, to get back to our everyday normal lives. And yet before they said that the schools were safe. We're not going to close the schools. And this is the exact words from the Minister of Education. We are not going to close the schools only to close the schools. Since April the 9th. It always seems to me when we get to a certain level of case counts, oh, by the way, our hospitals and our ICUs are still at a very high level. But it always seems to me that every time we get to a certain level of case counts, now is the time to start opening up things again, only to fall back on our asses as we have done three times throughout this pandemic. Outdoor, outdoors, you know, they talked about, they talked about this. I don't know how many times they talked about this. Safe outdoor amenities. You know, prior to last weekend, prior to last weekend, Ontario, Canada was the only place in North America where you could not play golf. And not one single case of COVID-19 was traced back to the golfing industry. The summer of 2020, they played over 20 million rounds of golf. And not one single case was, 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 was traced back to any of that outdoor activity. And, and top doctors alike, leading up before last weekend, you know, was saying that these safe outdoor amenities should be allowed, such as the golfing, such as the tennis courts, such as the basketball courts, the skateboard parks, all these outdoor safe amenities, there was no reports of any cases. One in four schools, and I've said this before, one in four schools across Ontario had an infection rate of COVID, outbreaks of COVID. That's why they decided on April 9th that, you know, this is gone, this is way out of control now, we have to close the schools. How safe is it going to be for them to open up the schools when you only have 41% of your staff? Teachers and staff with only one dose of the vaccine. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of teachers. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of students. How can they say 
that this is going to work. The president of the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario called for more health and safety supports. And they've been big, <laughs> man, they've been calling for this since day one. And where are these health and safety supports? If they had the health and safety supports in there in the first place, would they would have had the large outbreaks they've had throughout the whole school system? Maybe, maybe not. Now, if they're calling for these health and safety supports and they're talking about opening up these schools, when, when are they going to do this? This is the last weekend of May. I mean, Doug Ford, the Premier of Ontario, is going to have to come out Monday morning and say whether or not the schools are going to reopen. And if they are, when? Are they going to open up on Tuesday? Is that going to give them have enough time to have the supports that they need? The health and safety supports that they need in the schools? No. Open it up a week later? So they get time to, 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 to do this, what they should have done this all along? And then only go to school for 20 days? Thank you for joining me for the ones who are coming on to the show right now. Now, with all the struggles, all the trials and tribulations that we have all been going through, yes, the kids need, yes, the kids need a break. Yes, it's been really hard. Kids don't really understand what is going on. And even us as, as adults. You know, we're, we're listening to the healthcare professionals out there. We're listening to the educational ministers. We're, we're listening to our own uh, our medical doctors here in, in, in our 38 regions. You know, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, you, you know, even the, um, the teachers union, you know, if a decision is to be made to reopen the schools, it is, it is, is essential that school boards be provided with significant notice to enable a smooth transition back into in-person learning. And when are they going to do this? They were talking about this back a couple weeks ago. And now they're just getting this going. You know, now I think it was like Thursday, the premier of Ontario sends all these letters out to all the, all these people, you know, to get some feedback on whether we should open up the schools or not. At this point in time in the game, Why would we? Why, why would you go back for potentially 10 days in class learning? 
is what is that going to make any difference in, in the education to the kids? Socializing is going to help, yes. But for the two weeks that they're going to potentially get of in, in class learning, I don't see any difference. I don't see it making any difference. You know, when the first initial shutdowns and stay at home orders happened um, back in, in uh, uh, March, 2020, school stayed shuttered for the remainder of that school year. So they closed the schools this year in April And they want to reopen them again when even you can't even go sit on a patio right now. An outdoor patio you cannot sit on. That's not going to happen until June the 14th. You can't even go get your hair cut. That's not going to happen until July. Two, potentially two weeks of in-class learning. That'll give the parents a break for a couple of weeks before the summer holidays start. That's all, all, all that's going to do. I wish I had the answers, ladies and gentlemen, but I don't have the answers. I can only go off of what people are saying and what the, what, what the top doctors are saying and educational professionals are saying. You know, nobody has the magic wand to make all this go away. We, the people in the vaccines, you know, the vaccines are the only way out of this. No other way out of this. So I'll leave that with you, ladies and gentlemen. And um, I will be back out tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Actually, there is a lot more on this topic. I mean, I could, you know, this topic here, I mean, it's just, you know, massive. And, and it, you know, I could have a, a whole afternoon program just on about talking about reopening up our schools but anyways there is more on this subject and um generally i like to keep my my show 45 minutes to an hour thank you um for that comment here good job i appreciate that and thank you for coming out here onto the Truckers Podcast and, and, and listening. I really appreciate that. Hope you can join me again. Um, so tomorrow morning uh, at 9 a.m. And then again, Monday at 9 p.m. 
So enjoy the rest of your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. And um, time to get some um, essential things done this weekend. See what happens. See what happens on my schedule. But yeah. So take care and uh, be safe out there in that. So yeah, and also um, um, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. as well. Um, if Monday works for you, that's wonderful. That's great to be Monday at 9 p.m. And tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. This is the Truckers Podcast. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for coming out and joining me this morning. Take care. Be safe. Yeah.